Hi, everyone. I'm Jessica Dean, a CNN congressional correspondent, in today for David Chalian. This is the CNN Political Briefing, and here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, September 15th. Between a major labor crisis, his son's legal troubles, and an impeachment inquiry, President Joe Biden has had better weeks. My name is Joe Biden, and I'm a car guy. I intend to be the most pro-union president, leading the most pro-union administration in American history. I'm proud to be the most pro-union president in American history. I promised you you'd have a union president. President Biden may be forced to choose between supporting the United Auto Workers Union on strike and stabilizing the economy. Of course, both could have major impacts on his re-election chances. More than 12,000 workers walked out of three assembly plants for General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis in Missouri, Michigan, and Ohio. They make Jeep, Ram, Dodge, and Chrysler cars for the U.S. market. The union has 145,000 members, so more of them could go on strike in the coming days. And this strike is highlighting a tension between two key pillars of Biden's platform, improving wages and conditions for manufacturers, and transitioning to clean energy, which complicates things for the big three car companies. So he's walking a very fine line politically and economically. Tonight, for the first time in our history, we will strike all three of the big three at once. This is our generation's defining moment. The money is there. The cause is righteous. The world is watching. They're demanding a close to 40 percent pay increase over a four-year contract and better benefits and job security. All three companies say they've offered double-digit pay bumps from 20 to 17.5 percent and are disappointed with the decision to strike. GM CEO Mary Barra told CNN Today she's frustrated and wants to keep negotiating. I think we had an offer that resonates with our people. It's a historic offer. If you're asking for more than the company made, I think that's not a good position. This is a scenario the White House has worked hard to avoid. In his first remarks since the strike, here's what Biden had to say to the big three. They've been around the clock and the companies have made some significant offers. But I believe they should go further to ensure record corporate profits mean record contracts. Let's be clear. No one wants a strike. But I respect workers' right to use their options under the collective bargaining system. The union has not endorsed a 2024 presidential candidate yet, and union president Sean Fain has frequently criticized him for what he considers a lack of support. He also said another Trump presidency would be a disaster. In an interview with NBC taped on Thursday before the strike went into effect, former President Donald Trump said Fain was not doing a good job representing his union while slamming Biden's efforts to transition the auto industry to electric cars. Their leadership should endorse Trump. The reason is you got to have choice. Like in school, I want school choice. I also want choice for cars. If somebody wants gasoline, if somebody wants all electric, they can do whatever they want. But they're destroying the consumer and they're destroying the auto workers. The auto workers will not have any jobs because all of these cars are going to be made in China. The Biden campaign fired back at Trump today in a statement saying, quote, Donald Trump will say literally anything to distract from his long record of breaking promises and failing America's workers. Another pain point for Biden personally and politically is his son's legal problems. Special counsel David Weiss indicted Hunter Biden yesterday for allegedly making false statements while purchasing a gun in 2018 and illegally possessing a gun while addicted to drugs. Weiss is weighing whether to bring charges for not paying his taxes on time as well. He's investigated potential felony tax evasion, illegal foreign lobbying, money laundering and other matters largely tied to Hunter Biden's overseas business deals since 2018. It's the first time in U.S. history the Justice Department charged the son of a sitting president. 
61% of Americans said in a recent CNN poll released last week they think Biden had at least some involvement in Hunter Biden's business dealings, with 42% saying they think he acted illegally and 18% saying that his actions were unethical but not illegal. There's no evidence that President Biden did anything illegal and he's denied any wrongdoing. Hunter Biden's lawyer, Abby Lowell, railed against the charges to CNN last night. Hunter owned an unloaded gun for 11 days. There will never have been a charge like this brought in the United States. This charge brought today violates the agreement the government made with Hunter Biden. Second, the constitutionality of these charges are very much in doubt. There will be a defense. He also noted he thinks bringing charges after investigating for five years signals they're politically motivated. You have to ask what changed. It is the folks like Chairman Comer and the Republican MAGA crazies who have been pressuring this U.S. attorney to do something to vindicate their political position. And guess what? They succeeded. And then, of course, Biden has an impeachment inquiry to deal with. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy called for an impeachment inquiry into the president this week. Now, the House GOP has not yet proven that Biden used his power as vice president to profit off of his son's business ventures. But it's hoping that an inquiry will give members access to documents that will provide proof. Not all Republicans, though, are on board. But some who were originally hesitant do seem to be coming around. Senate Minority Whip John Thune sounded a bit skeptical about impeachment earlier this week. But on Fox News Thursday, he said House Oversight Chairman James Comer and House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan explained the inquiry during a Senate Republican lunch. They came over and sort of briefed the Senate on their investigations. And clearly what we know is there's a lot of bad conduct there. And there's a lot of information that's being that the the Biden administration is stonewalling on providing to these investigative uh, committees. And so I think this is a natural next step. Biden's aides have been aggressively fighting against impeachment. In fact, they've been preparing for impeachment talk for months. The White House messaging has stayed pretty consistent so far. Discredit the investigators while sticking to the business of governing. He's tried to bring the focus back to domestic issues, like a looming government shutdown if Congress can't pass a spending bill by the end of the month. On Wednesday, Biden said, quote, The best I can tell, they want to impeach me because they want to shut down the government. And here's what he said Thursday in Maryland. Speaker McCarthy made me uh, made with me just a few months ago after threatening to do something no one and came very close to doing it, shutting down and reneging on our national debt, which would have caused an international economic crisis. Well, they're back at it again, breaking their commitment, threatening, threatening more cuts and threatening to shut down government again. And then on top of all of this, Biden has a problem he can't fix his age. Recent CNN polling shows Biden still has a lot of work to do to convince voters he's not too old for another term. Roughly three quarters of Americans say they're seriously concerned that Biden's age might negatively affect his current level of physical and mental competence and his ability to serve another full term if reelected. And only about a quarter think Biden has the stamina and sharpness to serve effectively. This all comes at a time when Biden brought home some key policy wins from Asia, but also left the impression he was a bit confused at a press conference. At 80, Biden would be the oldest person elected to the presidency if he wins election next year. In an interview with Megyn Kelly on Sirius XM yesterday, Trump weighed in on the matter. He's not too old. He's incompetent. Still, most Democrats continue to strongly defend President Biden despite his age. Here's what Representative Nancy Pelosi, who's 83 years old and seeking re-election in 2024, told CNN about Biden this week. He has great experience and wisdom. He's been at this for a long time. 
He has a vision for our country that's about fairness and justice and addressing the kitchen table issues of America's working families. Biden may have a lot of Democrats in his corner, but he does have his work cut out for him as we get closer to 2024. And things like these strikes and investigations into his family don't make things any easier for him. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Steve Lichtai is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Bez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bow and Taylor Galgano. We'll be back Monday. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.